everybody, it's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, October 18th, 2015. I really enjoyed Delia's memorial. I think it was such a nice idea that Jill had to plant a, a tree in, in Chancellor Park of no less. We all remember how much Catherine loved and doted upon little Delia, so I think it was very appropriate, and I loved the way Jill described it, that instead of remembering Delia by going to that awful crash site, we can plant a tree in her honor, and we can come and sit on a bench underneath the tree as it grows, and we can think of her, and it just, it totally worked. I love you, Jill. It was so nice to see her, and it was nice to see everybody gathering together, and I liked that the type of tree they picked had symbolism. I'm, I'm, I'm totally into it. I think YNR did a good job in coming up with that idea. Plus, it gets us away from that crash site. <laughs> I, I don't care if I never see the crash site again, and I have a feeling we've seen it for the very last time. It's nice to have something a little more fresh to look at, a little more pleasant to think about. So, um, goodbye Delia's Memorial crash site. I think maybe YNR is also trying to distance us from that night, um, but I think this is a much more pleasant way of remembering Delia. It was a little bit much, I'm not going to lie, as everyone took turns <laughs> watering the tree. <laughs> this is October uh, in, in Wisconsin. You all are going to give that tree some kind of fungus <laughs> from overwatering it. I mean, of course, I was crying the whole time. It was, it was very, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Uh, did you notice, by the way, that Victor didn't say a damn word as he walked Victoria up to water the tree? Everybody else had something to say to Delia or in honor of Delia, and Victor kept his mouth shut. You want to know why? It's because he knows he just got Adam out on bail. So all of this feel-good uh, uh, respite did not last for long at all. Adam is out walking the street as we pretty much talked about last week. We knew that was going to happen immediately. Victor managed to shell out $10 million in bail. Ugh, just it's, it's a, a cool $10 million to get Adam out on bail. Of course, it is a small price to pay for Adam fixing his company or, or getting rid of the Paragon virus and helping him restore his empire. But everybody is not going to be happy about this. Right away, Christine is furious. What is the point of having faith in a justice system when there's no justice if Victor can just buy a judge? <laughs> and I don't think necessarily that Victor bought a judge. It seemed more like he had a an understanding. He had a relationship with this judge. So... Voila! Victor Newman works his magic, Adam is out on bail, and he shows up at the memorial of all places. It was the worst place for him to be. Adam, I get that you want to talk to Chelsea, you want to see Connor, but you should not have been within 200 yards of that memorial service. He, he, he was just almost asking to get shot.
Oh yeah, Chloe, that bleach blonde bob wig under a real big floppy hat is real conspicuous. <laughs> she wasn't fooling anybody. I mean, I, I'm shocked, shocked that Chloe came back. Be, and it, it makes perfect sense, but how did Y&R keep that under wraps? I didn't know she was coming back. Did you guys know Elizabeth Hendrickson was was coming back? I I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. It makes complete sense, especially on this anniversary of Delia's death, on Adam's identity reveal. I'm very pleased that YNR would fill in that blank. It wouldn't have made sense if Chloe wasn't there. And she was lurking in the background. It was clear that she didn't want to be noticed. She didn't maybe want people consoling her. And of course, as we know, she's got some, a big secret that she's hiding. But she's lurking around at the back in the background of Dee Dee's memorial service. As Adam is showing up, everyone is ripping in to him, telling him he's, you know, he's foul, he shouldn't be there, which was correct. He should not have been there. And Adam decides, I, this is, I at least have to defend myself. He starts to give his speech about how sorry he was, and we just hear this slow clap in the background as Chloe steps out and reveals herself and completely rebuttals everything that Adam just said. You know what, Adam? You're the same selfish bastard that you've always been, and I'm ready to serve you some justice. Uh, the woman pulls out a gun from I don't know where, points it straight at Adam. Everyone gasped, including me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, if she could have just pulled the trigger right away, but she gives a chance uh, for him to have a reprieve, which I think showed that she didn't really want to do it. Can you believe it? Is she, she was unstable when she left Genoa City. She had been having mental problems, and we were getting the idea that the death of her daughter really pushed her over into crazy town. I think she had spent some time at Fairview or at various other mental health facilities, so we knew that Chloe was unstable, but to bring out a gun in the same way that Billy did, it was like history repeating itself. I couldn't believe it. Chelsea steps in between Chloe, the gun, and Adam, and is the one, surprisingly, who ends up talking her out of it. I'm shocked that it wouldn't have been her mother, or Kevin, uh, or, or, I don't know, any of the other, maybe Billy. <laughs> Billy just stood in the background. Chelsea steps in between the gun and Adam, and begins to talk Chloe out of pulling the trigger, saying, look at me, Chloe, it's me, your best friend. This is not what Delia would have wanted. She would have told you to forgive Adam, she, or at least she would not want you to kill him. She would say, let Adam win. It was, a, it was er, sorry, not win, uh, live. <laughs> sorry. Um, it was a really, really powerful moment, and I 
I suppose I took from that that Chelsea was having a change of heart and that she wanted to reunite with Adam or somehow she decided to be his defender and later in the week we kind of realized that maybe that's not quite the case but it had the appropriate effect. Chloe puts down the gun. Thank goodness. I mean they shuffled the gun off. Victor's the one that grabs it first. Yoink! I'll just add this to my collection. I, I wouldn't I would not have been shocked if he took it back to his office and hid it behind the picture frame safe that he has on the wall but they take the gun out of the picture and there's just this huge sigh of relief followed by a what just happened the entire time Chloe is pointing the gun at Adam I was so confused by Billy being the one standing in the background looking at her as if he was thinking don't do this after everything that Billy went through with Adam I almost would have expected him to be thinking I want somebody to kill him I sort of want this to happen yet he is looking at Chloe with disappointment and maybe even seeing what blind rage looks like from the outside this time maybe seeing Chloe have that reaction allowed Billy to see what it must have looked like felt like when he was doing the exact same thing it was crazy it was intense now let's go have some ice cream and cake it's a girl <laughs> Confirmed, Chloe definitely had her child to term. She has a little girl who I guess someone is watching wherever her place of residence is. Where is, I don't know where Chloe is, was living, I'm not sure, but someone is watching the baby while she came to Genoa City to shoot Adam. Well, I don't know, maybe that was an afterthought. Maybe Chloe came to Genoa City for the memorial service. Nobody was expecting Adam to get out on bail, so maybe it was as soon as the news came through, she found herself a gun, I don't know how, and that was just her gut reaction as opposed to maybe a, a planned forethought, I don't know, because he, he by all rights should have been behind bars at the moment, but... We are getting ready to set up, I assume, a who's Chloe's baby daddy, big question mark in the, in the sky storyline, which I'm kind of excited about, honestly. It could be Billy's. I think it's the obvious answer that it would be Billy's. We all saw her sneak away with Billy's sperm sample, and then we saw her show up with her pregnant belly, but it could be Kevin's, too. There was a sweet little scene between Kevin and Chloe where they're maybe working on resolution from their relationship since it didn't really have a, a very... They, I don't feel like their relationship was ever really resolved. Kevin admits that he is seeing someone, but that it's complicated. I like the idea of Chloe being in a triangle with Kevin and Mariah, but I think it's also likely that Chloe will become a triangle for Billy and Victoria. Billy and Victoria are finally getting back on track. Victoria's getting through his thick skull about forgiveness and moving on and focusing on what you do have instead of what you've lost. And Billy did open up to Victoria, telling her, 
about Chloe's wild request to have another baby after after Delia died. And Victoria thought that was very strange. And I'm sure when this is all revealed that Chloe has a baby, Victoria is going to wonder how, if it is Billy's, she's going to wonder how the baby was conceived. <laughs> it seems a little wild that she would steal a sperm sample. I don't know if Victoria is going to buy that they didn't sleep together. But again, it could be Kevin's too. So this is my poll question of the week. Who is the father of Chloe's baby? It could be Billy. It could totally be Kevin. It could be some other third party guy that we don't know about has no connection to Genoa City whatsoever. YRChat.com is where you can cast your vote and tell me who you think the father of Chloe's baby is. I was a little shocked and surprised by the idea that Chloe would want to team up with Billy and finish the job with Adam. That was a very shocking moment to me. I knew that Billy would absolutely never say yes, but the idea of the Delia Justice team was so shocking to me. If Billy would have accepted that or even entertained the idea, I would have been so disappointed in him. But it's obvious that Chloe, she doesn't have resolved feelings. And I can't blame her. I can't imagine how much time... I don't think there would be any amount of time that would make you be able to accept your daughter's death, especially in such a horrific way. So Chloe is still struggling to understand what happened and to get herself back on track. She goes to visit her so-called best friend, Chelsea. I mean, when Chelsea was standing in between the gun and Adam trying to talk Chloe out of killing him, Chelsea said, hey, it's me, Chloe, your best friend. Remember me? And that did jar me a little bit because I thought I didn't, I don't sense them being best friends. I don't get best friend vibe from them, even at the tail end of where Chloe was on the show. So Chloe comes to Chelsea and saying, hey, what's up with this? So you slept with Adam after you found out that he was Adam. And then you also lied for him too. You covered all of this up. You were an accomplice. You are literally spitting on my child's grave. Oh, that was a good confrontation. And you know what? Chelsea just stood there and she took it. There was really nothing that she could say to defend herself appropriately. She tried to explain things from her point of view, but you could tell that Chelsea feels guilty enough for ever getting back involved with Adam. I think she feels that she chose her heart over her logic and over you know her friendship with Chloe, maybe even her better judgment. So Chelsea followed her passion by becoming reunited with Adam but she worries that she didn't do the right thing. And as Adam came into the apartment, breaking up this conversation, it was also vicious. It was so interesting to see Chloe and Adam kind of privately, semi-privately, coming face-to-face -face for the first time. I, 
I loved that she did have the opportunity to tell him off. I think as viewers, Aunt Ryan R is trying to help us maybe see things from Adam's perspective, I think YNR wants us to work on forgiving Adam, but that doesn't mean that Chloe has to. She straight up tells him to rot in hell right beside Chelsea. Last week's poll was, should Chelsea let Adam see Connor be involved in his life? 88% of you said yes. <laughs> Only 22% said no. Which, again, I was surprised it was that big of a gap. It seems like YNR viewers want Chelsea and Adam to be together. And just from the few comments, well, a lot of comments, actually, that I've read on YNR chat, it seems... Most people feel that Chelsea betrayed Adam by telling everyone the truth about his identity and that she did so not as much out of her own guilt, but as revenge. You didn't, you lied to me and I want to get back at you. So that's very interesting. I'm, is everybody wanting Chelsea and Adam to reunite? I wish that the big question in their relationship was not so severe. I wish that they weren't breaking up over this Delia situation because I think I will enjoy the road to Adam and Chelsea getting back together. There is no doubt that there is spark, spark, spark in that room anytime they're together. And I think that understanding Chelsea's dilemma and watching Adam beg to get her back is going to be very entertaining to me anyway. But Chelsea doesn't want to have anything to do with him right now. I think she's trying to correct what she views as a mistake in covering up for him. So she has cut ties with Adam. She's decided that she will not testify on Adam's behalf. He's only out on bail. There's going to be a whole nother trial. And Michael went to her, plead with her to at least try to be a character witness for Adam. And she says, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm leaving town with my son. I'm starting fresh. Goodbye. So, Adam does the next best thing. He has her subpoenaed. Whoa! What a Victor Newman-esque move. It was straight from the book of Victor. Chelsea gets the subpoena notice and, and says, you realize you're just like your father, right? He tried to get me to not leave town by serving me with a subpoena. So this is just history repeating itself. Do you understand what you're doing? And I, I do understand what she's saying, too, because last week he was all, I want you to go live your life. I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to ask anything more from you. I'm sorry. And this week it's a subpoena. <laughs> He's so Victor. Um, he gives, of course, this very passionate speech, and I do connect in with him. I understand how much he wants forgiveness, and if there's any chance, he could get a second chance. And I did enjoy his impassioned plea to her saying, I want to get back together with you. I want to be with you. I want to make you happy. I want to raise our child together. I want to be a family. And if I can't have that, you should have just let Chloe shoot me. Ashley's back. <laughs> yes! 
I love her. I missed her. It didn't seem right that the whole Adam thing was going down without her, too, because she has a pretty big bone to pick with Adam. And with Jack, she's she, and with Victor, for crying out loud, she is back. She is on point. She is being a viper businesswoman. I love that she she's pretty much the new Jack. She's wanting to scoop up all of Victor's crumbs of his crumbling company and take them for Jabot and make the company bigger and better than it ever has been. I love her and I love I enjoy seeing this side of her. It's something a little bit different. I like seeing her in control, in charge. It's a little bit harder to watch Ashley and Billy being anti-Jack. I guess because I've been on the journey with Jack, I feel inclined to want to forgive him. I think Jack is just trying to be even-handed. But I'm really curious to know how you guys feel about it at this point. There is most certainly an argument to be made that Jack chose Adam over his own brother. And I can see it from Billy and Ashley's perspective. But at the same time, I think that Jack is just trying to defend Adam or uh, to at least offer help facilitate Adam's point of view with the rest of the angry mob. <laughs> so I am really curious to know whose side you guys are on here. Did Jack do maybe the wrong thing for the right reason? Adam is out on bail because of Victor. And Victor has decided that Adam's number one thing he needs to do is fix the Paragon virus to fix Newman Enterprises, but at the same time, he's also given him a lot of leeway to do what he needs to do. There was a really great scene in Victor's office where Adam's reporting for duty to fix the virus, and Victoria is there, and it's clear that there's dissension between Victoria and Adam, understandably. Victor's kind of in the middle and it was is obvious that even though Victor did this thing to help Adam it's ticked off Victoria and it's it's really just peanuts to Adam it doesn't make up for all of the things Adam feels that Victor didn't do uh, throughout Adam's childhood so there's this great scene where Adam is kind of asking Victor, how he how did you feel when I died? Did you go to my funeral? Who all was at my funeral? Was Victoria there? Did she wear a red dress, maybe a little flower behind her ear? Really goading Victor into, hey, <laughs> how do you feel about me now? How do you feel about the fact that I'm actually alive now? And it's something that I hope YNR will focus on a little bit more in coming weeks how Victor actually does feel about Adam because Victor's knee-jerk reaction is to goat him right back. Oh, there was a huge turnout at your wedding. Or your wedding. Ah, oh, gosh! A huge turnout at your funeral. All of three people were there. <laughs> but I kind I just really, we're getting the sense and especially in a follow-up conversation with Michael, where we're getting a sense that Victor feels more toward Adam than he's letting on. That he wants to help Adam more than he's letting on. That he wants Adam to win more than he's letting on. I mean, I'm surprised that Victor would let Adam off the leash for even a few moments while Paragon is gobbling up his company. Doesn't that 
say something, maybe Victor is actually choosing his son for once. I love Sage, but when is Sage going to get a little bit of retribution for her role in covering up Adam's identity? Why is Chelsea getting the brunt? Why is Jack getting the brunt? When Sage knew that it was Adam all along, and furthermore, the way I remember it, she gave Adam the plastic surgery without him ever even knowing Adam was in the fire. He was burnt to a crisp. He was probably in shock. It, he was presumably in ICU. It was a very serious situation. It was Sage who got the doctor, saved his life, and decided on the side to make him look like Gabriel Bingham for her own weird purposes. <laughs> Are you guys feeling that? Picking up on that too? We're seeing Sage now becoming such a, an identifiable character. She is a mother. She's going through this situation with her premature child. She is reformed. She's offended that Nick would even think that she would be a manipulator when she did manipulate. <laughs> so again, I actually really like Sage. I think she's great. But at the same time, it seems like she's getting off the hook while a couple other people in Genoa City are taking a lot of the heat. Now, she's going to get hers in one way or another. Sharon's creepy doctor has her so doped up she does not know what's going on Sharon Case has got to be looking at this script going okay if you say so <laughs> I love the look in her eyes she's so dreamy last week when we saw her she was upbeat she was so happy and driven and manic on the manic side of maybe a manic depression this week she's really low she's really sleepy she's completely out of it she's completely following whatever creepy doctor who clearly has an ulterior motive has to say only Patty can save her now. <laughs> Who would have thought that I ever would have been saying that sentence? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I am interested to know what's going to go on with Sharon. I am really interested to know what's going to go on with Patty. I have to admit, I'm hoping that maybe this is going to be the redemption of Patty. Maybe Patty is going to change and become an upstanding member of Genoa City society. She may be the sanest one on the show someday. <laughs> so I'm into Patty. I don't know. I think it's because I really like the actress and I want to see her be strong. I want to see Patty emerge from her crazy cocoon and become a glamorous butterfly, maybe hobnobbing with the best of them in Genoa City. To me, that would be interesting. And it's, it's 
killing me to see the way the doctor is not only mistreating uh, Sharon, but mistreating Patty, too. She's really manipulating them both. It's hard to watch Sharon go through this and for Patty to think she actually knows what the right thing to do is for once and not be able to help her. It's hard to watch Sharon sign away her visitors so that the doctor can keep her isolated and keep her doing exactly what she wants her to do. Ugh, I feel sorry for them both. Sharon, ugh! I keep thinking back to Chuck Pratt saying something in previewing the storyline or, or trying to tease the storyline to us that sh something was going to happen to Sharon that for once was completely beyond her control, something bad that was completely beyond her control. And I think that's exactly where we are now. Sharon's going to be heartbroken. Sage is going to be heartbroken because Sage's baby is totally still gonna get stolen. I don't know what exactly the motive for for uh, doing this is. I don't know what's in it for the doctor. I don't know if she has a personal vendetta or if she's working for someone. There's something in me just based on that little moment between Nick and the doctor last week that tells me that it's somehow part of a revenge plan against Nick. Does Victor have to be involved in everything seedy on the show? Why? <sighs> so the other big it's a girl reveal this week is the fact that Marissa has a child. Luca, kind of out of the blue, after all these weeks that he's been chasing her, <laughs> he finally comes to her after she's just gotten out of the hospital, which I still don't understand why she was in the hospital in the first place. Are we ever going to really find out? that She mentioned that she felt like Luca's family is the one that hit her over the head, but at the same time, why wouldn't they just finish the job if they really wanted her out of their son's life. But Luca shows up at her hotel room door out of the blue, claiming that the real reason she left him is because she was pregnant. And he accused her of giving birth to their child and then giving away the little girl like an unwanted pet to Marco, who sold the little girl on the black market to the highest bidder. How dark is that? No thank you, YNR. No thank you. I hope that that is just a lie that Marco told Luca, or a lie that Luca created. I do not want to know that it is a lie that Victor created, but that is too much. Because who would buy a little girl on the black market? Hopefully a loving family, hopefully. At least that's what Marissa was hoping. But it's completely suspect that he's even telling the truth at all about any of this because he's using it as blackmail. He t Luca tells Marissa, I'll get our child back, but only if you come back to me and then we can all three live happily ever after. So rather than just getting your daughter... Luca, this is so important to you. Rather than just going and getting the child, you're going to be like, okay, pause. I'm going to see if I can use this as a way to get Marissa back. So he goes on this little side jaunt. It's already been a month probably since he's been in town. And he's going to use this as a way 
to get them back together and to force her away from Noah. He makes it very clear that her choice is either Noah or her daughter, who she should feel really guilty for giving away. Uh, it's such a huge manipulation. I don't think we can necessarily even trust anything that's coming out of his mouth. But Marissa is so overwhelmed by all of this that she agrees. She says, fine, I'll live with you for one month and then you tell me where my daughter is. Dude, Marissa, whoa, wait a minute. Why don't you just look for your daughter yourself? You don't need Luca. You don't need his protection. This is unnecessary. And furthermore, you also clearly have Noah in your breast pocket. <laughs> Maybe you should just go to Noah and be honest with him. Tell him the truth about everything that's going on. So does she do that? Does she go to Noah and tell him the whole story? Of course not. He has to squeeze it out of her when she says, oh, I'm going to go. I, I just decided to go back with Luca now. And Noah says, wait a minute. I can help you. I'll help you get your daughter back. Yeah. Mm, she's just being really dumb in this situation. Of course, no dumber than any of the other uh, characters. And I love Marissa, by the way. Uh, I, I want to make sure I make that clear because I really like her and I do like her with Noah. And I think this is going to be a really good storyline coming up. I don't know why Victor has to be involved in it. At the very end, I think it was Friday's of Friday's show, Luca's coming down the stairs making a phone call at the athletic club to Victor saying, yeah, our plan, it's working perfectly. Speaking of not so bright women on the show, Gwen, <laughs> her sudden love for Neil is unbelievable to me. His sudden desire to protect her is also unbelievable to me. Gwen is just another in the line of a long line of women who have just been chewed up and spit out by Neil. Don't make me sit here and list all of the women that he's gone through since Drusilla. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and Gwen had so much more potential than that. Now she's just going to be a throwaway character. She could have been a good character, but now she's pretty much dead in the water. That man is the Black Widow of love. For the love of God, don't get involved with Neil. <laughs> Uh, so, when's he going to get caught? When's Hillary going to come back? I'm sick of dragging it out. I honestly probably could have done without this storyline the entire week. Uh, and by the way, how about that Tuesday-Wednesday show fake-out? Where it, they show Dylan and Devon pulling a door handle and Neil on the other side of a door handle that's wiggling. And then the next, I think, Wednesday show, they're in two totally separate places. That should be illegal, YNR. You really shouldn't abuse that whole next on the Young and the Restless preview spot in that way. <laughs> but I don't know. Now Kane is caught up in it. He is clearly knowing something about the whole ransom notes thing. Because we know whoever is doing that is not Neil, or at least I think it's reasonable to suspect that. And now Lily is finding out that Kane knows something more than he's saying. They're, the Kane and Lily and the two kids are at home playing a game of Wiggler. <laughs> Did you notice the box? It's Instead of Twister, it said Wiggler. That was awesome. I loved that. And the kids are wondering 
what happened to, to Hillary. I think the little girl, Maddie, mentions Hillary and Charlie goes, Hillary's kidnapped, dummy. <laughs> if I could do a who said it on that line, I would, except you'd all know who it was. Hillary's kidnapped, dummy. That was kind of funny. And Lily, you know, tries to skirt around it as well as Kane. And Lily starts to notice that Kane is always switching the topic when it comes to Hillary. And then she finds... A big old bag of money in the closet. The money that was there for the ransom. I wish I would have said it because I kind of felt last week or when that guy got jumped. And I kind of felt like Kane was behind it, but I didn't say it. So you can't necessarily believe me. I have no proof. But there was a part of me that was thinking Kane was somehow involved with the whole ransom thing. My theory is that Kane knows that Neil is involved or suspects that Neil is involved based on everything that happened with the video and maybe he is just trying to flush out Neil or flush out whoever it is on his own going rogue um I, th I just like somehow I feel like maybe Kane suspects Neil and that this was his grand idea for trying to fix it but I don't know that's just a theory <sighs> Neil by the way is it's so almost sadistic the way he is letting Devon and Hillary suffer, not knowing where Hillary is. And he let Devon spend that million dollars. I mean, he should say something. The easy way out would be so much easier and would cause so much less damage. Instead, Gwen has the bright idea of contacting this miracle worker doctor. Oh, he's got unconventional methods. You know this doctor is going to come in and just snap his fingers, get her a whole line of prescriptions, and she's going to pop up out of that bed. They're using this doctor as the device that's going to have Hillary magically wake up and cover up the fact that she's been in a coma for months. <laughs> but I will say, I like the doctor. All of the comments that I've got this week are people saying, I don't like the doctor. And I think it's because he is an All My Children vet. He uh, was on All My Children, from my understanding, for a very long time. He was a very popular character. I recognize his face. I never watched All My Children, and I don't know why. I think it's probably mostly because I stuck with the CBS soaps. I never ventured off into, I think that was an ABC soap, I want to say. Maybe I could be wrong. Then again, I never watched Guiding Light, and I think that was CBS. But anyway, I did recognize his face, but I never watched the show, so I, I don't know. I thought the doctor had some potential. I don't remember him in any of the particulars of his character, so I think I'm able to accept him as a new character. I kind of like the writing for him. He's really egotistical, and yes, it's part of a dumb storyline, but there's something in me that says, well, maybe he could be an interesting character to keep on the show long term. Maybe we can hook him up with somebody, develop around that. I don't know. I just think he, he has some potential, but as far as Dr. Doctors go, hey, Dr. Neville, first order of business. <clears throat> it's October in Wisconsin. Maybe <laughs> you should move her at least outside of an old beat-up shack where it gets really, really cold at night. The woman could die of exposure.
If everybody got what they deserved, I'm not sure this would be a whole lot better world. That was the Who Said It game for last week. A lot of people got it right. Uh, Victoria, Candida, Robbie, Consuela, Connor, Ellen C. I, I think that, I don't know, maybe it was an easy one or maybe it was a, just such a, a great quote and we were all riveted. I'm going to have to make this one, this week's Who Said It, a little bit harder. Um, so here's the quote for this week. Where there is hope, there is life. Who said it this week? How astutely did you watch YNR? And can you tell me who who uttered this uh, this this very wise comment? Where there is hope, there is life. You can go to yrchat.com to leave your comment. And I'm just sort of leaving all of the guesses up there. But don't be too swayed by what other people are saying because there have definitely been who said it's in the past where the majority of people were wrong. <laughs> so. Decide who you think said it. Go to yrchat.com, leave your guess, and, and stick, stick with it. Stick to your guns. How about some comments, shall we? Monique on Facebook says, You can tell that Chelsea is in a losing battle with Adam when it comes to her heart. No matter how much she protests, not wanting anything to do with him, her love wins out. Tawny on YouTube says, you know, if Victor wanted, he could go get full custody of Connor. Um, can you say aiding and abetting? Chelsea should think about this. Oh, Anna called in and left me a really good voicemail with a point that I hadn't thought about regarding Adam and the severity of these charges. Anna was saying... Delia's death was an accident. Covering it up, that was the crime. So what would have been the initial charge? Would it be obstruction of justice? And that's my question now. I don't remember in the trial or at the bail hearing what exactly the charges were. Maybe I missed it. But I think the real point here is maybe the initial charge wouldn't have had anything to do with murder or harming a child, endangering a child, none of that. I mean, shoot, Billy could have had charges for endangering a child. Maybe the severity of the actual crime, even though what happened was horrific, but maybe the severity of the actual crime was not quite as big as it felt at the time. So maybe Adam will end up with lesser charges. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a an interesting thing that I hadn't thought about. Sylvia on Facebook says, I don't think that Chelsea should allow Adam to see Connor. This is in response to the poll question from last week. It just brings her back into the web of lies that is Adam. Noi Rum on YouTube says, sure, Adam killed Delia accidentally, but he also saved four children, Noah, Faith, Johnny, and now Nick's baby. So can they cut him a little break? <laughs> That's a good one. Vinyl Collectors on YouTube says, I was surprised at how Adam reacted to Chelsea outing him. My take on old Adam is that he would have felt pissed and betrayed and would have been low-key planning revenge. But the fact that he wasn't mad at all and was actually remorseful really helped me see his guilt over Delia. Lori on YouTube says, my daughter and I just couldn't resist yelling at the TV this week. It was awesome. I would love for it to come out that during Adam's trial, he was not actually the one that hit Delia just to see the expression on everybody else's faces. That would be great. 
James on Facebook. This is a little bit of an older comment, um, but it really fits here. James says, could it be that Adam, or excuse me, could it be that Michael defending Adam is the writer's way of beginning to pin the death of Delia on somebody else? Will Michael, through his own investigation, find Delia's real killer? I think we all know that inevitably Delia's death will be the responsibility of someone else. I've got two pages of comments here today. You guys were burning me up. I mean, last week was a huge, huge week. El, uh, Elaine on Facebook says, I still say it was the real Gabe who killed Delia and that Sage knows all about it. So, yeah, there are a lot of alternate theories about who could have actually killed Delia. And maybe that's the way that we're going to get out of it. The truth is, Adam's probably not going to be charged with anything. It's more than likely going to have to be something else. So I guess we got to be looking for that. What is going to be the out? Because, again, he's just out on bail, but the trial still has yet to happen. So he's not off the hook. And Weiner's going to need to find a way to, to, to wrap this up because we all know, unless something else big happens, he's going to have to stay on the show. So Beatrice left me a voicemail that says, Chloe needs to go where Sharon is <laughs> and let Sharon go. And about the memorial, Adam should have just turned around and walked the other way. I agree. I agree. Adam didn't have a place there. And then also, this is a good zinger from Beatrice. Gwen, can you say desperate and needy? Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's exactly how she's coming off. Connor left me a voicemail that said, all Chloe had to do was come and celebrate her daughter, and instead, what does she do? She puts herself in Billy's situation. I don't want to see both of Delia's parents go down for this. Delia is gone. That's a very good point. And furthermore, Connor is frustrated with Kane being involved in this uh, Hillary storyline <laughs> and says, you're just going to leave a million dollars in the closet, Kane? Sure, we never go in that closet. <laughs> oh, um, oh, 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 but here, let me give you this. Daisy on Facebook says, Kane put money in a closet his wife would undoubtedly look in? I don't think so. I think that Joe set up Kane. I think Joe dropped off the ransom note and picked up the money or paid someone else to do it. Boom. <laughs> That's even better than I ever would have come up with, as usual. Um, January on Facebook says, What's happening to Sharon hurts my heart. Very simply put, but very true, and I agree. Um, Gary's voicemail for this week. I wanted to focus, spend some time focusing on this because Gary was not feeling the, uh, I don't know, it's not really a recast, but putting a veteran, all my children character or person or actor into a YNR role. Uh, Michael E. Knight was, uh, again, I think a very, huge part of All My Children for a very long time and Gary was arguing that he's just not a fan of old soap actors taking on new roles. He says, I'd rather be my new characters be unknowns. Maybe that's the reason that I'm okay with it because I don't have any connection to Michael E. Knight. I recognize his face and something about it appeals to me maybe because it, you know, I know that he's from soap opera but I don't have any preconceived notions about his character so for me I feel great about possibly getting him on but at the same time YNR is probably going to screw it up somehow because they couldn't keep what's her name Katie 
uh, McLean on the show. She was, I think, an AMC veteran, is what Gary said, I believe. And didn't they also, the woman who played Harmony, wasn't she also the an AMC veteran? And I think she was wor working with, I think the guy that played Sarge was also an AMC veteran. So YNR has a history of bringing on these huge stars from other soaps. Genevieve, I can't think of her name from General Hospital. It's I, I could think of it if I sat here for a minute, but I won't. And it, it seems to never quite work out. And maybe that's the reason. Maybe you guys feel that way. Because more than not, Anybody who's watching YNR chat probably has some exposure to other soaps. I, I've, I just always stuck with YNR in a bubble, but maybe that's why it never really quite works out. Ellen C left a comment on YRChat.com that says, Hey, Allie, do you think that Victor is not only paying off Luca, but also paying off the doctor at Fairview to over-medicate Sharon and keep her locked up? I hope not. Good Lord, I hope not. Uh, oh, Daisy on Facebook also said, I actually like the Marissa storyline and I wish we'd see more of it. It's new in that we know nothing about these characters. I knew that Victor would find a way to get rid of Marissa, but to use her daughter? I don't know. I was thinking using the daughter was Luca's idea for whatever, for whatever Victor promised him to get her away from Noah. That's probably more likely. I kind of am thinking maybe Victor doesn't have as much to do specifically with the daughter as he helped Luca do whatever it took to get her out of their lives. Oh, and let's end on this comment because this is a really good sort of uh, thought about the November sweeps, which are coming up. We've been talking about what on earth are, is YNR going to do for November sweeps. And Nathan Banks on YouTube says, hey, Allie, with November sweeps coming up next month, and with Chuck Pratt teasing us about the Newman Ballroom Gala, he said that four characters will die in an explosion. I think that Sean Kerrigan, who plays Stitch, is going to be one of the ones to die because his contract will come up soon. As far as the next one goes, I think it could be Colin and the final two, Gwen, with a wild card maybe we never expected to see. I've been hearing rumors that Justin Hartley could leave YNR to play MacGyver on CBS. So if so, that would be a big blow to the show and the storylines for Adam, too. Whoa! So I, I think Nathan's the only one who's mentioned about the big Newman ballroom Gala, certainly that has to be tied in with something that's going to happen with November sweeps and four characters dying. I could maybe see why in our killing off one, but four would be insane. And I do think I heard that Colin, the actor who plays Colin, had not decided not to renew his contract and I was sad about it because I love Colin I'm gonna be really bummed he's another actor that came from another soap wasn't he General Hospital they just can't seem to keep it together over at YNR but I heard that his contract was up but then we've been seeing so much of him lately I just put it in the back of my head and didn't think about it but it's certainly a possibility maybe some of these people are gonna die I hinted last week about something big and new with Soap for Soap fans. So, I have been obsessed with making my own homemade cold process soap for the past two or three years, and I've given away a few bars to YNR chatters over the past month or two months, I think now, and everybody who's received them has really said that they like them, and that's been 
been so encouraging to me and very inspirational to me because I love soap operas and I love making soap and in some ways thinking about these two things together has really recharged me and made me feel passionate about both. So <laughs> I thought to myself, why don't I create a some soap that is inspired by The Young and the Restless? I literally woke up from bed as soon as this idea hit me. I decided that I would create a bar of soap that would represent each character. <laughs> so I sat down and started thinking about which characters I would represent as a soap and what would that character's fragrance be? What would capture the essence of that character? What would the color and the texture of this person's soap be? I literally jumped out of bed at night and started sketching out the first eight soaps. Now, since it's cold processed soap, each bar, each loaf that I make takes six weeks to cure. And this was like eight weeks ago. So <laughs> it's been so hard for me to keep this a secret, especially because I have stepped up my soap making techniques. Even if you've tried a, a bar of mine, if you've been one of the winners already, let me tell you, these are even better. I'm so excited. All eight soaps are made <laughs> and I made videos of each one being made and of course I'm gonna give some away to YNR Chatters. <laughs> so big announcement over the next four weeks each week I am going to announce which characters I chose to represent as a soap and each week I'll reveal two of them. And then at the end of the four week time frame, we'll do a big giveaway. And if you win, I will let you choose which one you want. <laughs> so are you ready for the first big reveal? I think you could probably guess. <laughs> hmm, who would be Allie's number one pick to represent as a soap? I'm sure you've already guessed. I had to kick this whole thing off with a soap, well, with the person who started it all off for me, Victor Newman. <laughs> so this is my Victor Newman soap. I'm just going to give you a quick preview, and if you're listening to the podcast, I shall describe it. It is a black and white soap with a little bit of a mustache top. <laughs> the fragrance I'm describing as black leather, barn wood, and filthy rich cologne. <laughs> I think it's very Victor. And of course, it would be sacrilege for me to create a soap that represents Victor and not create a soap that represents Nikki. So here she is. <laughs> this is a pink rose clay infused soap. So it has this incredible rosy color, silky texture, and the top of the soap I've decorated with diamond mica for a diamond in the rough. I think this is a really pretty bar. I'm using it in the shower right now and it's so silky and smooth and I just love it. The fragrance, 
It's so good. It's a rose fragrance, but I've balanced it out with some woody notes. So it's kind of an antique rose. It doesn't smell old, but it doesn't smell like a fresh rose either. It's um, it's just a really nice blend that I created specifically for Nikki. Now, if you want to see these soaps being made and hear all about why I chose these two, how I formulated the fragrances, how they tie into each character, how I created the design, hear me talk about these two characters even more. I set up a totally new YouTube channel. Are you ready for the name? <laughs> This project, this whole thing, is called Genoa City Soap. <laughs> Am I clever or what? <laughs> Genoa City Soap. And the reason I set it up as a different channel is because I figure if you guys aren't interested in the soap at all, I don't want to force it down your throat or anything. It's just another interest of mine, and it, it's such a, a cool marriage of my two interests that I feel like you guys will really appreciate it, but I don't want to jam up the YNR chat uh, channels with uh, all about soap every week. So I've created this new channel where you can see new videos, hear me talking. I mean, there are four videos up on the new channel right Right now that are ready for viewing. So wherever you are watching YNR chat, I will make sure that there is a link to the new channel in the description. If you're listening to the podcast, podcast peeps, just go to YRChat.com and I will have a photo of the two soaps, the Nikki and Victor soaps, a link to where you can see the videos and everybody can look at them and start to think about which one you might want. <laughs> I am going to span um, the giveaway over at least two weeks. So probably toward the end of the four weeks, I'll start mentioning it and tell you what you have to do to enter. It's, it'll be easy. I just want everybody to get a chance. And I will uh, span it over two weeks and mention it a couple different times. So um, even if you go on vacation or you miss a week of YNR, I will make sure that everybody gets a chance to enter to win uh, to win a, a soap <laughs> of your choice. That's insane. Inspired by the young and the restless this is so fun for me and I really hope that you guys appreciate it um, and uh, that you're interested but um, yeah definitely check out the other channel uh, for more information because soap for soap fans is this is like a whole new it's, it just got soapier how could soap for soap fans get any soapier I just did it Genoa City Soap Okay, you guys, that does it for me for this week. What do you guys think? I can't wait to read your comments. I had two pages of comments today because it was just after the bl big blow up of last week, everybody had something to say. And I'm assuming that with the Chloe reveal, you guys are going to have a lot to say too. That uh, I'd love to hear what you think about the father of her baby. So I'm excited to hear the poll results for this week. And uh, don't forget the who said it. You can vote in the 
pool, view the who said it, submit your guests, and see the soaps at yrchat.com. You can also leave your comments there, or you can find the Facebook and Twitter links if you prefer to comment there, and read other people's comments too, because there are some pretty good ones on the blog, and a lot of people leave great comments on Facebook. So wherever you like to comment, you, there are plenty of channels, and I will get, I will receive and read every single one. I love getting voicemails too. The voicemail number is 309-588-4569. So please don't be shy. <laughs> okay. I love you guys and I will see you next week. Everybody take care. Bye.